This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, back at Apex 2023 is Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio. Do I have conference voice? It's our third day. I do. I do. If you ever heard me in a conference, I always call it my very white voice. <laughs> you got golden pipes. So. <laughs> I'm with Andy Bizzub, CEO of Midwest Performance Cars. Hey, Andy. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you, bud. Good and you. Brandon Ludwikowski. Did I say that right? Yes, that's correct. Wow. I, I practiced it all last night. <laughs> Part owner of yes. Midwest Performance Cars. Yes. How cool is that? Yeah, it's awesome. Glad it's you're awesome. here. Part of what we're going to talk about is how do you evolve from a, a technician and, and become an owner of a business? A lot has to do with Andy's looking at you and watching you respond to, you know, leadership and being part of the team. Before we start, before we get into some really great talking points, because this episode is really about succession with an internal candidate and Basically, Andy, how you found Brandon's leadership skills, a commitment that you would be willing enough to bring him inside and in ownership. But I think it's a group, an ownership group. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. But before we start, Brandon was on with me yesterday. Yes. It's all about Bay 10 here at Joe's Garage and how the owners brought their mentors to work with the local high school kids in repairing this vehicle that ultimately is getting donated today around two o'clock to a needy individual, a veteran. Yep. When I asked him in that episode that maybe you've heard by now, I'm not sure when it will release, I went and I said, hey, what advice would you give it? And by the way, the studio is packed with students and teachers and mentors. It was a blast. I felt like I was in a, it was like almost a live show. Yeah. It really was. We went around the room. What kind of advice would you give? Well, then post, oh, I should have said this and I should have done that. <laughs> it happens to me all the time. Right. Trust me, all the time. You wanted to give some advice to the students and you failed one critical component or a thing. What was it? Yeah. So the most important thing that I would say would be attitude. Stuff's going to break. Stuff's going to go wrong. You're going to have bad days. But the most important thing is have a great attitude. Good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks for getting it off your chest. Now Thank it's you. public. We got it. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, did you know that Napa Tracks has on-site training plus six days a week support? It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Let us prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Find Napa Trax on the web at N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Guys, chime in anytime, but Brandon, I know that from your point of view and your perspective, having evolved inside of Midwest Performance Cars, what can you tell technicians that owners need to know from their point of view? So one of the main things that I think owners need to know from a technician's point of view is that they don't show up to do a bad job. They want to do a good job. They want to do the right thing. They want to use the correct tools to get the job done and they want to book the hours. So as in an owner position now, my goal is to give them the tools, the knowledge that they need to do the job correctly. Tools, that's a pretty damn big, large, broad word. Yeah. Help me understand what you mean. So tools separated from knowledge, tools would be specialty tools to do the job, software to do DVIs correctly and quickly. I mean, everything from 
having the building heated so they're comfortable to do the job, having the bays cleaned up. I mean, trash cans positioned correctly. I mean, it's there's so many different things that that go along with That's it. That's a broad word, tools. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I almost see the word process procedures under that. Yes. Sure. Set people up for success. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is tools, there's training under that? Training would be under knowledge, I believe. Yeah. Training's under knowledge. Yeah. And knowledge is one of the other components. Yeah. Let's go there. You got to make sure that obviously everything's evolving so quickly with the automotive industry. So we want to make sure that the guys are on top of everything that could come in the door. Okay. Andy, how do you assess, take a look at your team and realize that there's some knowledge gaps going on out there and that you find or send to the training that needs, it's needed? Sure. So <clears throat> Brandon has been our lead technician at our main shop for several years now. So I'm going to first listen to what he has to say because he's seeing the other technicians on the floor working day to day and he's seeing where they might have those gaps. I've always been on the lookout for training sources. What's the best place that we can send our people to increase their knowledge, to increase their skills so I can pay them more? I'm always saying to these guys, I want to pay you as much as we possibly can pay you. I love when we have a big payroll week, when everybody's, you know, gone over 40 hours and they're all into bonus. And, you know, I really enjoy it. I like paying the guys well, and I get really excited when we send them to really good training. We're going to make our people more efficient. We're going to make them more capable and they're going to give it back to the business. They're going to earn more, do more work and earn more for the business and, and that everybody benefits. So it's really, it really has to be everybody's on the same team. I'm always talking about pushing, everybody's pushing the rock in the same direction. Now in an ownership role, Brandon, when you send and invest your money in training, how are you verifying that it worked, it got through? Being a tech for so long and going to so many different trainings, I know that different trainings work for different people. I've had to go through multiple different trainings and sometimes it just, the instructor doesn't click with me. It doesn't work. What's your favorite? Leader-led, web, hands-on? I like a lot of the ones, STX was huge. Okay. I loved STX. I mean, just the variety of instructors. I kind of, you know, after several years of going through training, I kind of knew what instructors kind of clicked with me. Brandon Steckler, I think I can relate to him because he's young. Or young, I guess younger. Let's stop for a minute. That's interesting. Wow. I love that. Well, yeah. we know Brandon really well. We've got a lot of young people. We just think about when we went to ASTE, the amount of young trainers that, wow. I mean, are the gray haired guys going to go away? Are they going to not be, help me understand. I got some of that stuff up here. Are people going to listen to <laughs> me? Me too. Me too. <laughs> you too? Yeah, but you wear hats so well. I do. I can only right. see a little coming out. Everyone look at Andrews, do the big shot for him. I don't see any gray. Right. Yeah. I don't see any gray. <laughs> Keep the hat on. Let's go into that. I love it. The sage on the stage, if he's young, I'm going to relate to him more. I may learn more. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, the old instructors are good as well. You know, you learn. I learned a lot of the basics from the older guys. Filtrum basics. I mean. Well, Tony. I mean, Tony. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tony Callis was huge. Yeah. And, yeah. And me just kind of taking off. I mean, I was sitting in, one, in his second class. It was the first time I ever traveled anywhere for training. He explained fuel trim in a completely different way than anybody else have, has ever explained it to okay. me. And it clicked. To your point, someone says it this same way. Another yep. person says it the same way. It's how they said it, how they presented, yep. how you looked them in the eye, how you were ready to receive that in right. a better way. Because sometimes, Andy, we got to hear it three times. Yeah. 
before anything sinks in. I don't care. Management, leadership, technology. Sometimes it takes a little bit. Or you got to hear it presented the right way, right? I've got three kids. They all learn totally different ways. What may be a good teacher to one of my kids, I'm talking about my kids, not our technicians, yeah, yeah. but it's just like everybody else. Everybody learns and absorbs in a different way. So you have to find the best way that they're the best trainer for them, the best mode. It's going to be different. I listen to you a lot and then my mind goes. <laughs> so here's my think. What if ownership had a learning assessment that they can give to every one of the people at any level of management to their people when they go? The classroom, the trainer has a rating on how they present. And there's a way, this is crazy, <laughs> there's a way for this style of learner matches up with this style of trainer. For sure. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that exists, but it doesn't exist in our industry. Well, one it? of the, it partially does. I mean, today's class. Right. Right. Today's, we, yes. we use today's class. Yeah. And that has been great at baselining everybody. What do you know? And where you are your gaps? Yeah. yeah. We've done episodes with David and I got to tell you, I love that piece of software. Yeah. When he showed me the dashboard, oh my. I mean, what you can learn from it. I mean, what do you use the dashboard for? It pretty much, it shows me what I don't know. It, uh, it's kind of nice to, to, you know, show that and reveal it to you right in front of you. Like these are the things you need to improve on. I love and this. He brings up a great point. Yeah. You have to have, this is for everybody. You have to be willing to accept that there's things you don't know. Yeah. And you don't one know the, what you don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the toughest things is to have some great technician who who thinks he knows everything. Yeah. Boy, those are some of the tougher guys to deal with. Is that overconfidence? Leave your ego at the door. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. But is that overconfidence? Listen, I know that. And then they scurry around to try to find the answer because yep. they don't want to be phony. Sure. Right. Yeah. We've had a couple of people like that. Are yeah. they still working for you? No. Mm. Interesting. It's tough to admit that you don't know something. Yeah. You know, it's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. So yeah. Be vulnerable, be humble. And I think the best thing that happened to people's lives is when they put their hand up to themselves and they say, I'm not the wizard of Oz. Right. And, and I got to go out and I got to be a real person and I got to learn on my very own. And anyway, I have to say that's one of Brandon's greatest qualities is that he doesn't have, at least we've never seen that ego. Yeah. And neither do his two other fellow owners. Cool. Yeah. I know we're here to talk about succession. I need to ask you, and I know we both have more things to say about this episode, but yeah. you live in Texas. Your shops are in Chicago. Right. Was that a big reason to bring on an ownership team? It was part of the reason. Part of the reason also, you know, my age, I mean, I'm going to be 59 in a couple of weeks. Okay. All right. Wait a minute, I'm going to stop you for a point because that's the time to start thinking of this. Oh, yeah. Because if it takes five to seven years to solid, solidify this, to share bigger shares of ownership that get transferred, yeah. you're going to be at a ripe old age that you're going to want to be riding that big old badass bull you got. I'll give you a, a real world <laughs> example that just happened. So we opened our third location this summer. Yeah. We opened it in the location of what was a former national franchise transmission shop. Absolutely perfect location right on dealer row in a very affluent era, suburb of Chicago. It was about a nine month process from the time I first met the owner. He was 69 years old. He had the shop for about 40 years, built it 40 years ago, owned the dirt, free and clear, 
in an industry that's in some places is kind of going away, just a transmission shop. This guy was so burned out, hates cars, admitted to me. He said, I hate cars. I, from talking to him over a period of time, I don't think he liked his employees and I'm not sure he liked his customers either. I was waiting for that. Right. Yep. So, I mean, it was a process of me really talking to him and connecting with him and convincing him that it's time to let go. It's time to retire. And here, take my six-figure check and my 10-year lease on your property and go enjoy your life. That was a real-world example of a guy who just, who stayed too long. I never want to be in that kind of a position. But the other thing is, I also, guys like Brandon and his fellow owners, Chris and Ryan, I don't want to lose those guys. So how do I make the positions available for them to continue to move up, to continue to have an unlimited, you know, horizon in front of them? It was natural. It was bring them into an ownership role. If you went to Apex 2023, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner, technician, and service advisor. Joe's Garage is your place to hang out with 10 working bays and real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest on display and demonstrated for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest trainers, coaches, and teachers. Work is underway to make next year's Apex 2024 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your career, sales, and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening, and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, let's face it. Your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the industry's best, most comprehensive SMS. Now, it all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business and how you need to run it. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. And having local representation is a huge plus. Customizing tracks to your business, whether you're a one-person shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company, a representative consults with you to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. Tracks always has the flexibility to do business how you need to do it, which means it can also grow as your business grows. And unlike the other guys, we'll be there for you after installation with the best training and support in the business. Yes, a learning management system tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Trax was designed and built for shop owners just like you. Visit us on the web at NapaTrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. We recently did an episode with Bob Ward on real life succession stories. And Bob Ward's whole thing is equity transfer and the time it takes. You know, I asked him on the episode, how long does it take? He says, well, five to seven years, possibly. It depends on the kind of money the individual would have. But most of the successors that he deals with, internal candidates and or children, they don't have the money. Yeah. The objective is to sustain the business to another person, another generation. Yep. Okay. Even though there, no one has set aside cash for this moment in time. I see so many owners who their succession plan is having one of their people borrow half a million bucks from friends and family for the downstroke and then pay them another million bucks over the next 10 years while they're trying to service a half a million in debt to their friends. It's no, crazy. It doesn't and, work. And that 68-year-old owner 
is back in business. Yeah, for sure. And he doesn't want to be. Our friend Hunt yeah. was a key in helping me structure a deal that was able to bring these three great guys into the ownership role. I mean, and this was, we got it done really 12, 18 months mm -hmm. while we opened a third location. So yeah. we had a lot of balls in the air. Yeah. Well, I got Hunt Demarest from the uh, yeah, absolutely. Aftermarket Radio Network. I can't say enough about him. Business I, I by him. the numbers. Yeah, yeah we all, yeah. everyone loves Hunt because yeah. he is just like this, this cool, calm, collected, smart guy that you, you want to always be his friend. He has, and this is the angle that I also come to this industry, having been in a completely different career for 30 years. He's got that fundamental business knowledge yeah. that shop owners really need. Yeah. And I believe what, 98% of his clients are all shop owners. Yeah at all different stages of their life. Yeah. If you hear a lot of noise in the background, it's because we're right next to Joe's Garage here at Apex 2023, and there's a live demo of ADAS going on right across from us. We sure apologize for any extra special noise. I still want to get into the succession things, but giving techs what they want, let's go back to the tools and the training. What's going to be your goal going forward in finding the training? Are you going to ask them, listen, here's this conference coming up. Here's some online courses that I've seen. Guys, look at this and you come back to me and you assess if you think they're going down the right, right, right. pathway and, or you look at the course and says, why are you going here? Why do you want to take this course? You know, in the back of your mind, they took it two years ago. You want to hear them say a lot has changed. It's a different trainer. They may say it differently. I may absorb and become so much better at this one particular category. What are you looking for and how are you going to do that? Exactly. I want them to look, I'm going to give the courses to them. I'm going to say, hey, like these are really good courses. This is what I think is really good, but you have to be interested in it. If you're not interested in it and it's not something that you think clicks with you, it's probably not a good course to go to. Brandon, you were the receiver of this transaction, you and two other peers of yours yep. with Hunt, with Andy. I wanted to be so formal. Hmm. Only the IRS refers to me as Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I saw you shaking in your boots there for a minute. <laughs> as the receiver of this negotiation, however, it, and if you did work with Hunt, attorneys, whatever, can you give us, not a 30,000 foot, can you give us a 5,000 foot view of the journey that you took? This is all new to me. I was a technician. Yeah, it was something that I wanted. I, I was talking to Scott Brown about it yesterday. Okay. And he went through pretty much the same thing I went through. And it was, I'm a technician. I want to move into this position. Luckily, Andy's been very helpful with everything. I mean, he, he's a great mentor, but it was, okay, like, do we get a lawyer? Do we get our own? Do we have to start our own kind of business and everything like that to do this? Of There's course, of, you didn't know what you didn't know. Right. But did you hire an attorney? Yes. Good. Yeah, okay. we did. Good. Yeah. We got a separate attorney just to go over the paperwork and everything right. like that. Yeah. Just to kind of QC everything, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. So. yeah. And did it happen fast enough? It went smooth. I have nothing to compare it to, but it did go smooth. Okay. I think it happened pretty quickly. We kind of, it's still in a three-year kind of drawn out process a little bit. Sure. So one day, answer A, I sat down with Andy and said, I want this. Or answer B, Andy approached you. So actually it was Chris, the other partner. We were actually at the new location. We were looking it over and he goes, do you want to be a part of the business? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So Chris then talked to Andy about it. And I think what happened was I approached Andy thinking that Chris already asked me, but he didn't tell Andy that yet, if that makes sense. Oh. So it was a little surprising, I think, to Andy when I came up and told him, like, yeah, I'm in. Oh, <laughs> okay, good. Let's go. Where are we going to dinner? 
<laughs> right. So, so the way it all the way it all started, I originally approached Chris and said to him, "Would you be interested in owning a part of the business and eventually the whole business?" And he it took him like a half second, and he was like, "Yes." And then he, and then he wanted to go back and think about it. And then he, he came back with another one of our, Ryan, one of the other co-owners, he'd like to bring Ryan in. And then, and unbeknownst to me, he did talk to Brandon and then Brandon approached me. But I asked Brandon nine, eight, nine years ago, when I first, I had the shop for about a year. I could already see that Brandon was, he was the leader on the shop floor, even back then. And I asked him just kind of casually, I was like, you ever think you want to own a, own your own shop? And he said, no, no, absolutely not. I just want to fix cars. I was like, okay, well, that's good. Cause now I don't have to worry about him going off and starting his own shop. This was before we really, you know, knew each other that much, you know, that was fine. But then I find out after he came back and now it was Brandon and Chris and Ryan as potential future owners, I couldn't be happier to have Brandon as part of that. I think he's a key, he's a key component. The thing is whether you have one buyer or two or three, our three people here have very complementary skills and their gaps fill each other. That was my next question. Give me a profile of yeah. each of these. Yeah. I mean, Chris is the consummate kind of global manager. We always have to dissuade him. We're like, Chris, okay, delegate them. If don't <laughs> grab it yourself, put this off. And he is slowly. So actually Chris and Ryan have both gone to Echelon Front Musters uh, for leadership training. And it's in, incalculable how valuable that is. We that did is. an episode. Did we do a whole yeah, episode on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Jocko, right? Yeah. 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 Just great stuff. Really embraced it. So Chris is kind of that global manager. Ryan is much more of a, a very kind of level, not no peaks and valleys. It's just a, a very level. Somebody you could count on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then Brandon is Steady. right. Okay. And Brandon is just. He's very loyal. He really cares. He's a perfectionist, but not to the extent that it holds him back. He's always looking to learn more. He's got, he has great habits as well as great financial habits. I mean, I remember him saying after about 12 months of having him and his wife having bought a brand new car, he came up to me and said, yeah, we paid off the, the Volkswagen Atlas like at the two years in advance. I'm like, that's fantastic. Wow. You know? Yeah. Kids happen. Had to buy a bigger car. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So all three of them are married. All three of them own their own houses. When I tell other shop owners or describe the situation and I say that, they're all like, oh, that, that's good. <laughs> it is yeah. good. I mean, that's stable, stabilization. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it's security to yeah. have that level of responsibility. Yeah. Family, kids, home. None of that. them ride a motorcycle. <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah. Right. One, Chris used to, but yes. he put, you know. Yes. That's such an interesting side note here. Well, I used to ride. So. Yeah. I love the profiles because you know EOS, the visionary, and then, you know, you need to implement. I don't know the you know, details of it, but I know the whole and the different, every one of the different seats. And it sounds to me like Chris is the visionary. Uh, yeah. Kind, kind because of. Because you said he's a global manager. So when you're in that global zone, aren't you looking far down, but you're looking at the entire operation and you're like a bull in a China shop and you want to go do this and this, but you never completely get it done. And yep, that's Chris. Right, that's right? Chris. <laughs> and, and visionaries can't do detail. Yeah. And so you recognize that, yeah. right? You say, wow, he's going to really be able to take this place somewhere, but I got to keep him away from the process, the procedures and the details because he'll screw it up. Right. He'll get too deep in it. So, and that's the thing that 
everyone, all, all three of, of these gents have really responded to, here's what I've seen. I mean, I've been in business by, now for 40 years, right? I've been self-employed or owned, a, owned my own business. So I've seen all the different personalities and I don't know everything, but I do have a lot of experience with people and I can usually see where they would benefit from filling in these skills or turning away from this kind of a habit that they have. And they've all responded really well. Whatever your God-given- And they're all super coachable too. That, that's, I was gonna say, whatever your God-given talent is, keep training them in that yeah, yeah. so they can be better at it. Yeah. Wow, it sounds like it's a hell of a trio here. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, now it's a quad, but I already wrote you off. <laughs> right. <laughs> My wife would be really happy to hear that charm once you listen uh, to this. Uh, uh, your plans. Okay. Whatever it is, I don't want to know the details. Let's just say it's a five or seven, you know, depending on how well the business does, it could accelerate. Yeah. Are you going to stay on as a trusted advisor or are you just gone? So the way the deal works is where we have about 33 more months of them burning out and paying okay. out yeah. for their shares fully. They are actually legally 25% owners each. Right now? Yeah. So this is not a vesting thing. No, this was like the it's day not we paper. The it's not paper. It's real. Right. It's real. Wow. But they're legally bound to pay off the balance and the business is, is working. They grow, the business pays off the balance. And then at the end, we're all 25% owners and they can decide to either buy out my 20, my remaining 25% or keep me on as an advisor, yeah. you know, from a distance or whatever they decide here's they, some money, they like to do. Here's some money here's for some money. Feed go for away. the bull. Go away. <laughs> for the farm. <laughs> yeah. Go buy a new zero turn. Right. Yeah. Well, I got a new zero turn. <laughs> and we have six new calves. So. No. Yeah. Congrats. You had a big party a little bit ago? Yes. My daughter, our, our only daughter, was just married down on our property down in Meridian, Texas. That hat you wore. I mean, if it rained, your shoulders would not have gotten wet. It's, you got to have a cowboy hat if you're in Texas. I have two. This Chicago, this Chicago kid's got two cowboy hats. You wear this in Chicago and the cowboy hat? In yeah, Florida. I don't wear the cowboy hat in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the hat you wear. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, two fun. weeks after Tracy's wedding. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, yeah and congrats, congrats to Tracy. Too. I love to see the pictures and just to see you in a completely different light. Yeah. In a upper tux and jeans on the bottom. Am I right? That's Texas tuxedo. But so that <laughs> there is a great example, right? I had to be down in Texas for almost three weeks straight doing preparation. It really concentrated on that. Hit me focused on that for our family and for my daughter. These guys, what they do with everybody else in our company enabled me to do that. Yes, I've tried to set up a really favorable environment for them to be successful and become owners, but they've given me freedom to do the things that I want to do in my life at this stage. How does a leader like you, Andy, pull this deal together, sit down with the team and say, I have four bosses, but here's how it works. Yeah. Have you done that? Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, we had the talk with, it was two shops at the time, but the third shop actually, you know, was, the third shop was opened with, we overstaffed to staff up the third shop, but we had the talk with both shops and everybody all at once in a meeting in the morning. And it was very well received because they knew that there would be continuity and consistency and dependability. And there wouldn't be, the only perceptible changes to them would be positive ones. So I'm an owner. I'm one of the 25 percenters. Let me put myself in your place, Brandon. Mm -hmm. I can make decisions. What kind, what's my area of responsibility? Because 
Chris may have this idea. Are you guys voting? Are you saying that these technicians report to here? Somebody has financial cash management. How did you divvy up? Yeah, divvy it up. Divvy it up. Yeah. So my biggest thing was, and what we kind of told everybody when we announced to the team was that my position was going to be a voice for the techs because I'm coming from that position now into an ownership role. So I kind of have that experience behind me. I know what they're going through. I know what they're dealing with. So I could bring that to the table explain it maybe in a different way to Chris, Ryan, or Andy to make it make sense to them or kind of why techs are thinking this way or why they're doing the things that they're doing or what they need. You're the bridge, the yep. bridge to the ownership yep. team when it comes to that area. Yep. And that's my, that's what I wanted to be. If you walked in the shop, which you do when you get there and you talk to everybody and you become a good listener and you hear something, what do you say? Did you talk to Chris about that? Or did you talk to Brandon about that? Or talk to Ryan about Sure. If a technician is experiencing in either an issue on the technical side or let's say something about what their pay rate is or something like that, the first person now that they have to reach out to is Brandon because they know he has power. He can make a decision. So one of the great things is when I come back from Texas and I spend a few days in Chicago and going around to the shops, I don't have... A couple of people knocking on my door. Hey, I'm, you know, I got something I got to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. They've already worked it out. They've already approached either Brandon or Chris or Ryan with their issue because they know that these guys have autonomy to make decisions. As a partnership, there's a vote. Let's mm-hmm. say, for example, you're going to go for a fourth shot. You've all done your due diligence together. Obviously, if you're all 25% owners, you all have an equal share. What if... There's two on one side and two on another. Are you the tiebreaker? You get two votes? Never, no. no. <laughs> so just the same way our government was designed to function, it was designed to be have debate, healthy debates and mm-hmm. discussion and disagreements and hammer out something that actually works for everyone. Yep. That's the way that we approach decisions. And you got to sway somebody so you can I've, find a majority. Right. Yep. If I found the fourth shop and I was like, this is a mortal lock, right? <laughs> I like that. I'd have the, all the numbers and the financials and projections and have to make my case for it. It's yep. not your gut like you would have been. Right. Gonna, like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just, you know, it's the right thing to do. I have to have a coalition with me. Yes. I have to have them. Behind. Yeah. And if yeah. not, it will not be successful no. without everyone being on board. No, And I can accept that. So if you got a three to one vote, would you guys all still will a lot of rules that I've ever heard. If it's three to one, that one person who wasn't warm and fuzzy about it has to leave the room totally behind the initiative. They have to leave the room. Oh, behind, in, in behind a, the initiative. Yeah, yes. Behind yeah. the initiative. For sure. No matter if you think it was vehemently wrong. It was three to one. We walk out that door. It was like four to one. It was like four to zero, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And to me, you can't have a partnership without that. Yeah. Right. Because they all know that this either, it only works if they're all aligned. And that was one of the great things about this deal is that now my three top guys are all aligned exactly with yeah. me. Yeah. You can't have an attitude of, hey, remember two years ago, I told you so. That would be poor leadership. Right. Poor partnering. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor. We're in the auto repair industry. You need good alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. My kids would be like, oh, dad, <laughs> stop. Uh, <laughs> That's a dad joke. Andy punned is a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dad. Yeah, yeah I know. Totally. 
you love to talk to people about remove your focus from being an, an auto shop owner to being a business owner. Yeah. And you've been in business your whole life. Talk to me about that. So that's the real need that I see with most owners is the need to understand and not be afraid of business fundamentals, right? I was just explaining to Chris and Brandon about the importance and how a balance sheet works. Balance sheets are, they're tough if you've never dealt with them before. And when Absolutely. I was, in, I, my previous career in 30 years, I didn't have a balance sheet because I didn't have any, I didn't have durable assets. Right. It was a, I was a P&L business, yeah. profit or loss. Yeah. So understanding your balance sheet and what it really means and what it, and then it shows you what is your business really worth when you put everything in, in the columns and start out really simple. So every owner should understand their balance sheet. When you understand the numbers behind your business and the things that make your business run and make it successful or make it struggle, then you can impart changes on those, on those levers of decisions and improve things. If you don't have a grasp of your numbers, you don't know. It's like trying to start out on a hike and I want to get to point B, but I don't know where I am. You can't even, your chances of making it to point B are very slim if you don't know where you're starting. Okay, Andy, I'm all bought in. What's this be a businessman thing all like? Well, how do I have to get there? What do I have to learn? What do I have to do? You don't need to understand it. You don't need to drink from a fire hose. Just start grabbing things. And I will say there are a lot of all kinds of business owners who don't want to look at their numbers. Like, I don't want to see it. I know. Right. It's magic. However, this is happening, yeah. it's magic. <laughs> it's magic. And, and frankly, <laughs> wow, three weeks ago, I almost didn't make payroll. Yeah. But. We got bailed out. Three extra cars came in on yeah. Tuesday. That is the shop that I took over in 2014. Yep. Yep. That's where, where Brandon started as a porter. Yep. No. Yeah, yep. I was in it before. Uh, a porter? Yep. Oh my God. What yeah. lineage? Out of UTI. Out of Graduated UTI. from UTI. What lineage? Yep. I, oh my yeah. God. So that's I already why, went through one owner change. Yeah. When Andy bought the business. Yeah. So. so that's why he was such a key person to bring to this event. Yeah. To talk to students who are considering careers in automotive because he is, he's just a great example of the opportunities in this industry. So you're teaching finance to your team. Sure. I love it. Yeah. Because you know, you can't teach finance if you don't know it. Right. right. We were yeah. just talking about how having to teach a subject exposes your weak points and makes you understand your subject better. Okay. I'm an owner, a single owner. I've been in business 20 years. I've got six people that work for me. I, I have no idea what my balance sheet looks like. We have money in the checkbook. I send a box of receipts to this bookkeeper down the road who does my taxes. And you're telling me I have to be a business owner, not a shop owner. How do I start? What do I do? How do I get to the next level? You, you <clears throat> Provided you have a good bookkeeper, your bookkeeper should be able to explain to you what your balance sheet is, what your cash flow statement is, profit and loss. Yeah. Use that resource, or if you're accountant, you're you're probably using an accountant to file your taxes. If you have a business, if you have your own business, lean on that accountant. It Wait doesn't even have to be a hunt but, but just any. But the accountant's been calling me every year. Says, "Can I come out and talk to you?" Yes, I, I'd love to show you what we came up with. Here's your IRS forms. You yes. need to sign this stuff. But can I come and talk? No, I, I don't want to. I, I, but yeah. Don't, don't avoid that because it doesn't get exactly. any better. Do not avoid the subject. Grasp it, master it, and then improve it. That's the way to run your business. And there's more than just finance. Sure. You can go on and on, which is why people come to shows or events or conferences like this, and they go into those training sessions 
and they sit wanting to learn, but I'm an auto shop owner. I'm smart. I'm good. And there's a mask that they are wearing. We see it all the time. I got a great friend. He's been in business 37 years and I'm not advocating for coaches here because there's always different perspectives on it, but I advocate for coaches because I've seen turnarounds. A great friend in Buffalo, we go to dinner together. Carl, I should have listened to you. I can't imagine where, where my business would be today. He's reborn in his business. He's in his 60s. And he says, if it didn't happen, I don't know where I could be. There's these personal revelations that ultimately happen because either you give up or you see like you are the future of where is my shop? Where can it go? He's already talking internal succession and he's only had a coach for nine months. He's so excited. Yeah. He's in this new brand and learning curve sure. of his life. Yeah. I started the business on, not a joke, April 1st of 2014. That's when that was the first day as Midwest Performance Cars LLC. In June, I signed up with a coaching company. Andy was an outsider. Total outsider. An outsider. Right from the financial former customer. Yeah, but And he former customer. Yep. And, and uh, a customer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So I yeah. think. Was always looking at the shop and saying, I think I could do that better. That's why I love your story. <laughs> you don't have to have turn wrenches for 30 years to, yeah. to be a successful businessman to your right. point. Right. But I want to do everything I can to help those people who have turned wrenches for 30 years to understand the business side of their industry and become businessmen, not shop owners. Wow. Maybe that I'm never going to get on our hood and, and fix a customer's car. I can help them to run their business. Maybe that's your next training session it at might, one of these. Maybe. After you slowly, you know, get yeah. out, just say, yeah, I'm not hey, riding off in the horizon. Andy Vizzo <laughs> slash businessman, the training class. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be glitzy, right? It just needs to say, wow. Okay, what's this all about? I got to go. Yeah. And he's got some track record here. He wants to take me to another level that I have no idea what is. Yeah. Are you excited to be with your team? Are you guys having meetings with Andy or without? Help me understand how this transition is working. I mean, yeah, we're obviously very excited. We're still in the early process. So we're trying to see when do we bring Andy in? When do we use Andy? When do we ask Andy certain questions? Or we're also trying to figure it out on our own. So... We have a text thread. Yep. Thing. Text, email. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That, so we bounce ideas off each other all the time. What yeah, software so. do you use? A shop software? No, for texting back and forth to each Just other? A group text message. Oh, group yeah, text? Group text oh, oh, group texting. Okay. Yep. All right. But in the shop, we use Slack. Yeah. Slack. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So do we like Slack. Yeah. By the way, I really loved this episode. I, there was so much information shared and learning to be received. As a listener, we hope taking you behind the scenes of this transaction, which, yeah, it's done. Both of you, maybe the, the whole team comes out, we do some virtual stuff yeah. with yeah. everybody. Yeah. I think the industry needs to hear of, let's not call it a successful internal succession. It is, but you're all going to go through those learning curves, yeah. those good times, the roller coaster, the course corrections that are going to happen. Yep. They're going to happen. Yep. It's going on in real time. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It'd be cool to follow up on that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Any final words? You know, there was one thing that really kind of stuck with me that I kind of like to live by, work by. I actually think I heard it on a Matt Fonzo podcast. You deserve what you have. You don't deserve what you want. Wow. And it kind of humbled me to a point where it makes me kind of get after a little bit harder, the things that I want in my life. So... Good for you. Thanks for yeah. mentioning Matt, of course, yeah. is on the Aftermarket Radio Network. We recorded a really 
interesting episode with him uh, that will release with Bob Hype coming up. Andrew, that, <laughs> this, I did that on purpose, by the way. <laughs> I'm and starting you, to get used to it. I didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't even react. Well, I'm from the IRS. I'm here to help. Take your funnel there. Opportunity in this industry is the sky's the limit. There's tons of opportunity. I am as excited about retaining 25% ownership of this business, even after this deal is completed. I'm not looking to get out because I do think there is so much opportunity in this industry and so much potential. I couldn't be more proud of the fact that we have three young, smart, up-and-coming people who are going to take this business to the next level. Okay, I have a comment. If you stick around and you want him to stick around. Right now, yes. <laughs> Andy could be the deal maker here. You guys concentrate on the business and you say, go out and find us our eighth store. <laughs> right? You know where I'm going? Right. Because you would have the smarts and the bandwidth having done this before. You take your team with you so that they can learn. But my God, what a big picture thing, the umbrella over the whole thing. Yeah. And you guys... And who knows where this could ultimately end up today with you see the M&A money and the consolidation going on. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah. Man, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. And it's an interesting time right now because things have really changed from the past year, right? Going 2% interest rates to 8% now. Yeah. yeah. Boy, am I concerned about the future. And it's not a negative concern. I'm not in the dumps about it, but yeah. I think we have, we're going to do an episode this afternoon here talking about what could our short-term and the end or long-term challenges be yeah. with economy, world chaos, all this stuff going on and disposable income going down and some stats that I got about savings mm -hmm. that uh, people aren't saving enough because the handouts are gone yeah. and the jobs. I heard some companies had some bad quarters and now they're getting ready to tighten the belt. It's gotten much easier to hire. I said, we've been fully staffed for six months. We've never been that way for Eight years. Yeah. 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 So I think we're getting application a week now. Yeah. Thank you to Andy Bizzub and Brandon Ludwikowski, part owners. I, I can call you a part owner now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But you're Look still the that. CEO. Yeah. Attaboy. CEO of Midwest Performance Cars. I learned so much. Thanks for being here. Thank Thanks, you. Bro. Thank you. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.